This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, this is Johnny. And this is Brent. And we got some killer big news to share with you. That's right. The big news is that now the Climb Show Music Business Podcast is part of the American Songwriter Podcast Network. Yeah, man, we're super excited to be a part of this network along with some other amazing podcasts. Make sure to check out americansongwriter.com forward slash podcast or click on the link in the episode notes to listen to some of the best shows in music. All right, Johnny, do your thing. Welcome to the club. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you're going to need to get ahead. It's what you're going to need to take the next step. You have to prove to the people that are going to pull you up that you've got some success behind you, that you've got some some railroad track laid down, that you're serious about this. They're not going to take you from a, a diamond in the rough to a big, huge star. You're going to have to do some of that work in the beginning. It's better for you. The art's going to be better. It's going to be better for everybody, believe me. That's why we called it The Climb. C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. That's a Baxteronym, and it's from a good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's also... An award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro, and on a regular, he's going to connect you with the pros, give you a shot to get face-to-face, virtually make some relationships, and start to plant some seeds and grow some corn. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists such as Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andrew Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. Yellow. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Man, I'm doing all right. Still excited about our big news that we just said at the beginning of the podcast about the climb being part of the American Songwriters podcast yeah guys this is listen this is a great institution a great brand it's been around since the early 80s and it's been revamped now it got even better one of the things they added was a podcast network and we were thrilled to be asked to join and this is the podcast networks on three verticals so it's songwriting it's music business and anything related to production and engineering so you're going to want to keep a you want to go check out the podcast that they have on there right now at americansongwriter.com forward slash podcast but also keep an eye out because they're going to be systematically adding more and more podcasts to the network this is going to be like your go-to resource for whatever information you need to know from marketing to music business to songwriting to to making better demos and stuff like that so i'm stoked about it yeah 
That's right. And I think to get kind of meta on it, there's a lesson for you as a songwriter or you as an artist in some of the success here. I'm you know, getting approached by American songwriters, kind of like you getting approached by a publisher or being approached by a label or something going, hey, we've noticed the work you've done. Yeah. How about we work together and everybody wins? Because we're almost, we're 220 something. This is episode 228. 228 episodes of the regular Tuesday episodes, and then you know we're well over 300 with the you know minisodes and that kind of stuff. So we've been doing this for a minute, consistently putting out work, making it discoverable, doing our best work, and then you know just trying to serve climbers, trying to serve y'all. And you do that long enough, you do that well enough, and then people kind of start going, "Hey, look at look what's happening over there with the climb." Same kind of yeah, thing, just a guys, different venue, you know? These guys are serious about this, yeah. Yeah, they're serious right. about this, and we, we get a chance to check out their work, and it's, you know, serving our audience, and why don't we partner together, and everybody wins. That's right, and and so, we, you know, when, and part of this network adds a lot of value. All, all the podcasts are adding value to each other in a, in a number of different ways, not the least of which is that our combined activity our combined downloads are super exciting and super sexy to advertisers than any one single podcast so here's a great story of a, of a community of people coming together being led by the great brand the people over at american songwriter magazine and and taking this up to another level so this mm-hmm. is going to be exciting to see how this turns out that's right so that said what we're going to learn today mm-hmm. speaking of digital and stuff i actually had an email for the pick johnny's brain questions when I regularly send those out to usually do these in like a mini so but this one I thought going to be I can't pack this into 15 minutes so <laughs> I thought we'd we'd talk about this a little bit more and also the email made me think about a couple things differently that I wanted to share with you guys and just sort of reframe some mindsets out there so this is from Alex Rhodes and Alex has done a consultation with me as well by the way if you'd like to do one just hit me up at info at daredevilproduction.com put consultation in the subject line and don't forget to download the free informational PDF, 21 Biggest Reasons You Don't Have More Fans and How to Fix That. It's at giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, and just uh, tell us where to send it. It's free just for playing our home game. So Alex says, hey, what about online gig setup? He says, a lot of us are playing online shows right now. It'd be great to discuss how to set them up technically, aesthetically, and the best ways to promote. Thanks, Alex. So that's what we're going to be digging into today. Before we do that, let's take care of a little business here. Hey, we still got a lot, nothing but love, a lot of love for our friends at Disc Makers. It's a digital world. Physical media is going to play an important role for the independent musician. It's what's going to add those extra ducats to get you from one lily pad to the next out there, hipsters. And uh, <laughs> digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CDs and vinyl and T-shirts has become... And important seems like an understated word, like like an omission critical income generator. Knock, knock. Who's there? Math. Math says that for every CD you sell at a, at a live show, when we start having those again, that you need about 3,000 streams to equal the same amount of revenue. 3,000 streams in one hand, one CD in the other. Hmm. Okay. Get all the streams you can. 
but that's a lot of streams. Go sell some merch. We feel like you're leaving money on the table when you don't have merch on the table. So thankfully, our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your disc and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. And you can find them online at discmakers.com, D-I-S-C makers.com, or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. That's right. Join the Climb community if you haven't done so. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to listen to and consume podcasts. Leave a five-star rating review or leave a one-star. It's up to you. We prefer five-star, but be honest. Mm -hmm. And finally, tell a friend about it. That's the best thing you can do to uh, get us out there. If it's helping you, it's going to help somebody else. So help us help them, right? right. You'll look (laughs) cool if you do. All right, so. All right, let's get into this here. Setting up, optimizing your online gig. So first of all, I want to, let's just go up to 30,000 feet for a second because a lot of things have changed in the last few months. And let's reevaluate. Artists are a lot of times perfectionists. They, or at least they're seeking perfection, right? They're trying to get better. They want to be as good as they can get. And if you haven't noticed yet with this whole COVID thing here, that all of a sudden, the talking heads on TV, the American Idol judges, like they're running that show. Everybody's doing remote stuff. They're mm-hmm. at home. They're not in the studios with the big lights and the $100,000 cameras on them. They're doing it from an iPhone or from some much, much lower grade kind of a thing. What else has popped up in the last couple months? Zoom has been skyrocketing, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're all Zooming with one another. And Zoom, the quality of the video and the audio is gritty at best, right? So there's more grit out there. And I just feel like overall, the bar for the quality of broadcasting as far as aesthetics, right? As far as how you look, the lighting, all that kind of stuff has gone way, way down, mm-hmm. right? This is your time. This is your time to come in. If you've been sort of walking around the pool, waiting to see if you're going to stick your big toe in the water and think about digital, this is your time to get in because you're going to look the same as Jennifer Lopez, man. You know, like I'll be it's, honest, it's, it's, I'm never going to look the same as Jennifer Lopez, but... You are never going to be as pretty as she is. That's no. right. So... I thought that Alex's email was poignant and we kind of start up here with just talking about the the idea of live video because it was a big deal when it first came out. Like, you know, it's been in the mass, I think the mass awareness now, the popular lexicon for probably five or six years. And the last year or so, believe it or not, it's been waning a little bit. It's kind of been falling off. And of course, covid Mm -hmm. brings it right back up. So it's super, super popular again. And what are some ways that you can take advantage of this? So I think Facebook Live or Instagram Live are good ideas. This is where you want to go and you're going to get some attention when you go there. So I want to talk about, number one, you got to do this. This is the way to do this. There's Right now it may feel like A gig online or any kind of performance online is what you have to do to survive. But I want to reframe that and say that this is what you're going to do to thrive. Because Mm -hmm. moving forward, when COVID is like so far in the rearview mirror, we don't even remember it. Okay. And hopefully that comes sooner than later. 
you're going to need to know about this stuff. We've, we've been touching on this now for a while the last year. Like, hey, knock, knock, knock. This is, the, this is digital. You have to get on board and start to become a student of this game. And so here's your opportunity. And you don't have to be perfect to right. make it happen. You don't have to have all the right lights and the perfect cameras and the whole team. And you don't have to be all dialed in. It just... Focus more on the authenticity. Look for connection, not for perfection, right? Ooh, I like that. Connection, um, not perfection. That's tweetable yeah, right there. Yeah, no, I felt like that would be something that you would say. I thought you'd be proud <laughs> of me for that. <laughs> but again, you know, since the visual bar has been lowered on TV, your broadcast isn't going to look much different than American Idols or some of these, you know, talking news heads that are all doing stuff or, or the big interviews that you, you see or even, hey, even... The presidential candidates, I mean, Joe Biden spent months in his basement doing stuff from his basement. <laughs> right. The audio was terrible. The, you know, so the president, the presidential candidates got the mm-hmm. same kind of quality problems that you have. The, the playing field is even right now, you see? So this is where you kind of want to jump in and take advantage stop, of this. Stop Biden your time and get out there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's a dad joke right that, there. Here we go. I'm just going to take another good. sip of coffee. A couple things, Brent. You said you got a light, right? What kind of light did you get? The ring light? Let's talk yeah, about lighting uh, I got a ring light. I am not sure what the brand is. But yeah, just a simple ring light off of Amazon. It's got two little, you know, there's a ring light on one adjustable stand and then a thing to hold my, my iPhone, a uh, little clip to hold that and the other one. So I can kind of possession, you know, if I'm doing iPhone stuff. But yeah, just a ring light. Simple. It's like, I don't know, 30 bucks or something on Amazon. Not the... There you go. You know, not the highest quality, I'm sure, that you can get on there. But yeah, something to get me going. But we're just talking about getting you going. Yeah, there's yeah. another company called Neewer, N-E-E-W-E-R. So N is in November, double E, W, E-R. Uh, they've got one too. It's like 50 to 70 bucks, something like that. It's just mm-hmm. something to you know, get you a little bit better lit if your lighting is too dark in the house or if you don't have natural light. Mm-hmm. I want you to just think about lighting a little bit. I, this has been on my mind lately because I, you know, I bought all, all this video gear and stuff that we have for different content that we're going to be creating. And along with it, I found a couple deals. Why did I find it? Because I was looking for them. But I found oh. a couple deals on like amazing content for for more professional lighting mm-hmm. and cinematography and stuff that I don't know anything about. Yeah. And I've been, I'm probably 25 hours down in this rabbit hole and learning a bunch of different stuff. And so I'm going to bring some of that, some of the really, really sort of inexpensive things you can do to make that happen as well. Sometimes if you've got some good light coming in from the window, from the side, a simple piece of, of poster board or something like thicker white foam board that you can get for a couple bucks from Home Depot can be, let's call it strategically placed out of the shot that'll reflect some light back on the other side of your face kind mm. of a thing and, and fill it out a little bit. Those are some good tricks. Balance, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's part of yeah. what I use the ring light for is that I have these this track light above me in my office. And so then I also have like a, a stand up you know, lamp in the corner. I have big windows, but at night when I'm doing stuff, I got the track light and the lamp. But, but, you know, that's all above my head, you know, as I'm sitting at my desk and recording. Right. And so it's all kind of aiming down. And so I just put the ring light further down towards kind of shooting up at my face a little bit, just so my face lights up. I'm not in shadow if I have a hat on or something like that, just to try and bounce it out. 
There you go. And just a little bit of thought. I mean, you're no cinematographer, neither am I, right? Like <laughs> putting just a little bit of thought into where the light is coming from and stuff like that can make a big difference about how you look. And you can make with stuff around the house, kind of even it out and make sure that you've got what you need to be going on. And you can also do stuff with controlling the light better. I think of, you know who I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Wilkes mm-hmm. and the videos that he made where he was actually in a really dark it looked like that studio might be in his basement or something, but he's in a very dark room and there's like one lamp that just kind of cuts through the darkness and cuts through half of his face. And you can tell that he's playing a guitar, sitting down, leaning into a microphone and singing. And it's mm-hmm. super dramatic, but what he did was just control the light. Right. Um, so that's, that's interesting sometimes if you want a more dramatic effect. Uh, there's a vampire movie. I can't remember what it was, but... During the day, they would all go hide in a house, and they had tinfoil on the windows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because if the light came through, they'd catch on fire. You right, know? yeah. So I have, like, right now, if you guys haven't seen it yet, the first video I shot with my stuff was with Alora, and that video just debuted yesterday on Brave Words. It premiered yesterday on, on Brave Words. And I put it up in the climb community so you guys can take a look at it, but it's, um, that was shot in my spare bedroom. Mm-hmm but I completely darkened it out so that I could control the light a little bit better. It's not that difficult to control light if you put about five minutes of thought into it and look at different things and just think about it a little bit. And then you can really do something wonderful on the camera that's pretty cool. Very cool. One more final thing about lighting. Again, if you're spending five minutes to think about it and you're just really, really looking at it, they're just moving around the different rooms can make a big difference. If you remember, we talked a little bit about Aaron Jackson and how I worked with him, helping him develop a really killer mashup that he did. Mm-hmm. And there was a creative process musically in the mashup, but also he shot it three different times because the first time the light was terrible and harsh and the second time the lighting was terrible and harsh. And then he just found, I think, a friend's living room that just kind of had the right light. It was a little <laughs> yeah. softer And it just worked better. And so if you just really think about it, like how does the light look? And then you start to see, oh, and it just worked better, fit the song better, you know? So Mm -hmm. this wasn't any expensive kind of investment that he had to make, but he just invested awareness in it, let's say, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I'm blessed is that my office here has a lot of light. I have like two walls or windows, basically. I'm on the second floor here and basically two walls of my office are like all window, which can be a good thing. And sometimes, you know... You can make a difference if I was trying to do something at night versus daytime and try to make it look seamless, but I don't really do that, so I feel happy. There you go. So I think that, you know, just again, just approach it with attention. Intention is going to work. Now, let's talk about this online gig setup and what's in the background. I Mm -hmm. think you want to try, I believe, as hard as you can to just put something together in the background so it doesn't look like you're in the middle of somebody's dirty living room. (laughs) Right. And I see that a lot. So here's, again, where you can put together a little effort and just you're going to separate yourself from most of everybody else. And what can you put in the background? Let's start with how about a logo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like if you got a logo that you hang up behind the drum riser at your shows, then by all means, put that logo up behind your shot when you do your online gig. Mm-hmm. That makes all the sense in the world. If you don't have a logo like that, you know, for less than 200 bucks, you can get one at 
you know, Vistaprint, they'll just send it to you. They'll, you know, make something that you can use live moving forward. You need it anyway. You should have mm-hmm. that logo and this will help, but get it. If you don't have it right now, what are some things that speak to your personality as an artist? And you can put those kinds of things in the mm-hmm. background. And you want to make sure that whatever background stuff you put in there, that it's framing you and not you're not blocking it. Yeah. Right. Like with the shot, because otherwise you won't know. So you talk about things that speak to you as an artist. Like I think about like the Lonely Highway guys. They probably have a banner, but some for them would be like you could have a Jack Daniels poster or logo like over your shoulder. And as people are scrolling through, they're going to recognize that logo and that fits their brand and what they do. And they may already start getting a sense of, oh, I might like this. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yeah. Right. Is it that kind of stuff? It's almost like a little bit of branding, kind of like, oh, oh, I see the JD logo. Oh, number nine. Hold on. What exactly. And for them to have like a bookshelf of like empty jack bottles, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would be even more in line with their brand. But yeah, yeah. you're on the right track. That's exactly okay. it. In terms of what we're talking about now is just a little bit of visual artistic composition. Mm-hmm. And you can think of this like you think of producing a record. You know how sometimes the guitar can step on the vocal. If the guitar player's mm-hmm. like doing guitar leads over the lead vocal. You play in the spaces. Yeah, yeah. You got two important things going on at the same time. It doesn't matter. So you don't want your body blocking something that could be branding you from behind. So move it to the side and kind of create that vibe. Does your ceiling fan behind you look like you have a propeller hat on? Yeah. Is it clean? Is it one of those ceiling fans that's got like uh, dust bunnies hanging from it? Swinging you know, from it, it like Tarzan from a vine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So practice a little composition. And another little trick, by the way, if you have pictures that are going to be in the shot behind you of any kind, remove the glass hmm. from the picture so it doesn't create any kind of glare that can be distracting. It looks a little bit more pro. So next, let's talk about... Well, actually, real quick, i tell you what Like what I do is in my office here, and I'm sure you guys have seen it on social media or whatever, it's like I have it kind of built 
or not built, I didn't build this office, but you know, I, when I set it up, I set it up with an eye to, I do a lot of video. Mm-hmm. I call it my power wall or my a-hole wall, depending on, you know, the context. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I put up the goals and platinums and, and the stuff I'm blessed to have on the wall behind me. And, you know, it's kind of authority building because I do a lot of coaching. It makes everything I say sound better, right? It's not like I know what I'm talking about. So that's part of that marketing because when you scroll through the video, you notice like gold records or whatever. And, but I've noticed also that it gives a pretty a consistent look to a lot of what I do. Cause a lot of what I do is I'm sitting at my desk. And so there's that kind of visual branding. If you're scrolling through, you it's a hook. That background. Yeah. It's just like, Oh yeah, he's in the same spot. It's familiar. The whole thing's the same. My shirt, my hat may change, but you got that wall behind me. And so I just set up where I don't have to do much. Like I just, I got my ring light on my desk. I plug it in. I got my mic, boom, set up, go. And make it easy for me to do this stuff too. That's perfect. You know, there's a kid down in South America. I can't remember which country. He's a guitar shredder. Mm-hmm. And he's a huge, huge YouTube influencer. He's got a massive audience. And I don't know if this is his house or if he's just really clever and goes to this one place. But literally, there's like a bunch of fabric all different kinds of fat. It looks like laundry. You know how some in really poor countries, like the East Wall is laundry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hanging on a rope. Like, it's it's obviously a really, really, like, squalor kind of a thing. But it's all this different fabric and stuff. And you just recognize. And he's up there shredding mm-hmm. and jamming. But because that background was always the same, it helped him with the visual hook, right? So almost like you could see the background, not even have him in it. And you're like, oh, it's that dude. Yeah. You know which guy's going to come into the picture. Like he's about to step on frame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that whole consistency thing is really good. And it makes sense because you're right, Brent. It provides this sort of visual familiarity, this visual hook that's like, oh, I know this. I like this. And it triggers something in your brain to stop the thumb and you're going to have a listen, right? Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about some etiquette here. Imagine this, man. Imagine that you made a meeting with somebody to come over to your office and you're going to meet face to face you're going to say that meeting's going to be at 3 p.m. on Monday. They show up at 3 p.m. on Monday. They're there. You're there. They're in the office sitting, and you just continue working, taking phone calls, having conversations with people that walk into your office that work for you, and you're just completely, like, ghosting them. hmm And they're right there. Imagine how it just sounds ridiculous if you're face-to-face, right? It's creepy. Yeah. Yet this is probably the biggest cardinal sin of anybody doing online gigs is they start the camera and then they're setting up you watch them setting up equipment the band guys are talking to one another they haven't acknowledged your presence at all Mm -hmm. you know imagine going to a restaurant and i mean one of the things that one of the keys of the restaurant industry is as soon as somebody sits down Within like a minute, somebody needs to go over there, acknowledge that they're aware that they're there. And even if they're not the server, say, hey, somebody can be with you in two minutes, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and then that make then, you know, like you're not being ignored. And because you quickly move from what's going on to just being pissed off. Yeah, it's almost like a regular thing where people get on and then they're just talking with each other. They don't say anything. And, you know, 10 minutes later, they start up on the first song. Mm hmm. To nobody, of course, because everybody's all like, what the hell? I, you know, even if the conversation is interesting, I can't hear it because you're on the other side of the room and there's no lavalier mics on, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. 
You were going to say something? No, I just, it's kind of self-indulgent. Like, I, okay, I'm doing this. This is my show. This is my thing I'm doing, but I'm not really caring who's watching. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it's self-centered, even though you may not be feeling that way and mean it to be that way. It just, because you're not about others. Yeah, and they're, because they're not there in the room with you, you don't feel that sort of awkward pressure, but they do because yeah. they, they are in the room with well, you. It's you know? like dead air on radio. I mean, it might be a second for you while you're composing your thought if you're the DJ, but for the listeners, like, what is going on? It's a totally different uh, relationship to time. When you're sitting yeah, it's there a waiting for something lifetime. to start, it's a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. So here's the rule. Like, get your crap together at least a half an hour before you drop that live gig, right? Before you start that feed. So that if you've got a bad cable, if your microphone isn't working, if you've got tech issues, you've got, you've, all that's fixed. So that literally when you press play and you go to the live thing, you hit it and you go. Mm-hmm. There's a difference here between if you're doing a live webinar and you have all this information that people registered to go and see, I will sometimes be like, hey, everybody, we're right there on the mic as soon as it opens up. We're going to give everybody a couple minutes just to get a couple more people on here before we get started. And then I'm talking and just kind of trying to entertain them. That's different because they registered to be there and they want to be there because there's information that they have. This is just this entertainment from somebody maybe they don't know or that they do know. And they're not going to tolerate waiting around. So when you press play on that live gig, you got to be like, hey, we're the... You know, we're the tubes, and thank you for being here, guys. We're excited to get this going. We're going to play a number of different things, whatever. You want to take requests, whatever. State all that in there, mm-hmm. and then you go. Like, you are within one minute's time, within 30 seconds' time, you are playing, and you begin the show. That's how you have to make that happen. On Broadway, they don't tolerate that. Like, you're going at the time that you're supposed to be going and your shift lasts four hours and you play straight through four hours. There's no breaks. Mm -hmm. There's no breaks in between. It's like one, four, I think. Do not leave the stage unless you're standing on a bar singing um, or somebody is singing. Like, it has to keep going. Why? Because they can go on Broadway wherever they want to go. There's no cover charge. Mm -hmm. So they can bounce out of that floor and go to the second floor or bounce to another bar and go see another band. Or they may pop their head in and realize nothing's going on. The band's on a break. So they just go, let's go on down to second fiddle. Exactly right. You have to treat this with reverence. Like, make this like one of the Ten Commandments of live gig setup, right? Mm -hmm. Like, get going immediately. Everybody's got to be tuned and in their positions, if it's a whole band thing or if it's a multi-person thing, and you've got to be hitting the gas like within 30 seconds of going live, okay? On that note, have your set structured out and do not waste time in between songs. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, the whole, what do you want to play? I don't know. Wait, what, what Bob called? Oh my God, dude, did I tell you a joke about it? You know, and then all of a sudden you start talking amongst yourself as if you're at band practice. And once again, we're being ignored and it's really, really awkward from the consumer position. So what you want to do is you say whatever words you want to say in between the songs. If there's something to set it up, make it quick, short and sweet and get to the song. And also in between songs, shout out some of the people that hopped on and that are listening to you. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike, hey, thanks for coming, guys. That, you know, and you start shouting those out, and that makes people feel good. You're acknowledging that they're there. So the flow of the show is just as important as how quickly you get started. If you're waiting too long in between songs, they're going to drop out, and you're going to lose your audience. You know, Man, and that's true of live and in-person as well. That mm-hmm. makes me think about back when I didn't have five kids, and I'd go out to a bunch of showcases and stuff. And so you'd see these artist showcases. Yeah. And this is like, we're hoping labels show up and maybe some labels will show up. You know, like this is, we're going to do a, like a eight song set, you know, kind of thing, 30 minutes or whatever. And that's it. So you, you're thinking all killer, no filler. It's amazing how much filler there was on those where people just kind of going in and like, oh, let's tune a little more. Let's, let's have, you know, you like song and then stop. And then like, hey, here's, you know, I just want to thank y'all for coming out and supporting my dream and let him haul a little bit. Not really sure what to say. And that's all right. Next song is, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like you didn't realize the energy that it's not a show. It's a showcase. Right. Yeah. And then my buddy, Thomas Martinez, who's over in Oklahoma, he was in, he's working with the major Bob guys. And, you know, he was like, a touring professional. They had the bus. They'd been playing like Oklahoma and Texas and all that stuff. It came out first song and it was just BAM! It was a show. Yeah. It was just a show and it was awesome. It was just like, here's just a very just a bite-sized Thomas Martinez show versus yeah. somebody with hired guns and it's a showcase and one song doesn't flow into the next song and there's dead space and start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. He was just like, go. And, you know, he's at like third song in. He's like, hey, thanks y'all for coming out tonight. Somebody scream, you know? And I was like, oh, that's what these are supposed to be like. Dude, exactly. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so we've had this conversation on multiple times over the years with artists where they get the opportunity to do the showcase and there's going to be some industry people there And literally, when they're not pro, we have to sit down and say, look, here's the deal. This is a show. This is not the Grammys, right? Mm -hmm, After every song, you don't, you know, thank the world and your grandmother. and You ain't want nothing yet. Yeah, that's right. These people are coming by after work. You see Denzel stop halfway through the movie and go, I just want to thank everybody for being here tonight and, and supporting my dream <laughs> right. of, of being an actor. And hopefully this will cross a billion right. dollar mark. I really appreciate right. it. No, get with the, come on, get with the car chase. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, can you imagine? But that's what they do. Right there, you're like, I'm a rookie. Hey, just in case you weren't sure, here it is. I'm a total rookie and have no idea what I'm doing. Right. But yeah, you go rock it in three songs or or two songs right off the bat. And you're like, my name's Thomas Martinez. Thanks everybody for showing up. We're going to rock the, you know, we're going to, we're going to blow your mind the next 20 minutes and hopefully you'll stick around. We can talk afterwards, hit it, you know, boom, pow. And you're just like, yes. And it's just, you just lifted my spirits up after a long day at work versus Boring me to tears. Same thing. Already being the professional that you want to be. What I love that you said is like, he put on a show, not a showcase. Yeah. That was the first time (laughs) it really clicked. I was like, oh, that's what's the difference between that and all these other things I go to. And part of that is time because a lot of the other people was like hired bands, hired guns versus he had his guys. Yeah. I've seen the same thing with Anthony Oreo. You know, he'd do like a showcase at Third and Lindsley or something where it's a short show and they'd kill it. Yeah. For like 30 minutes. Yeah. It was his band. It was a Goodfellers. Yeah. And they knew what the crap they were doing, and they put on a high-energy 30-minute show that lets you know what you're in for if you go to a full concert, right? It is just a a taste, a sampling of the menu. 
And it was great. So Thomas and Anthony are like two guys I saw that like killed it on that stuff. And so many other people, it's like, start, stop, start, stop. Yeah. And that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do online too, especially online, because you know what? They don't have to get up and physically walk out the door to veto like they do at a live show or like, a live showcase. I don't showcase. want to walk in front of the band. You know, there's a little bit of sh- doing the walk of shame almost a little bit, like walking yeah. out yeah. on somebody in the middle yeah. of the you know, there's none of that online. Nope, they can just scoot right past you. They can troll with a nasty comment and leave. Exactly. <laughs> Disappear. Slip out the back, Jack. They're bored, yeah. So that's another part of just sort of, you know, the technical and the aesthetic of how to make this happen and how to make this work. So we talked about lighting. We kind of talked about the background and what to set up. The last thing I would say, too, just as far as technical and aesthetic is if you can be in a room that isn't too reflective, that helps. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean by reflective? Go ahead and explain. Like sonically reflective. Like, okay, like here's the example. If I get right up on my mic right here and I talk really quietly, it's very, very clean. But if I'm back here and I talk, you can hear the reflection that's in my room now. And I have a lot of baffles set up to try to control this, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea is, what does the room sound like? So the quieter the room, the better it's going to be. You know, if there's lots of... Cushy things, a carpet, you know, curtains. My belly. If there's a room like that. <laughs> yeah. My COVID-19 belly. Your COVID-19 belly. <laughs> a lot of sound happening and sounds coming from it. So it's probably a wash, actually. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. So, <laughs> so the, the next thing is we talked about consistency with the way it kind of looks in the background, but mm-hmm. also consistency with the shows. Back to William's Honor, every Wednesday, same bat time, same bat station, they're putting on a live show. Logo mm-hmm. in the background, Reagan's vamping around, doing her thing, Gordon's doing his thing, and it sounds killer. They're mm-hmm. running some tracks, I think. I know they are. They're running some tracks, and Gordon's playing live, and, and Reagan's singing live to it. And they're running tracks, and it's just the two of them having a ball doing that. And they're getting a regular audience and making that happen. So consistency, people begin to expect that you're going to be there on Wednesday night at you know 6 p.m. Yeah. And I have a story about that too. I recently in the songwriting pro community did a hang interview with Rob Mills of the Southern gospel group, The Sound. Uh-huh. And so he's the dad, it's him and his two sons. And uh, I asked him, hey, what's one of the things that got you on the label's radar? Daywind Records. So The Sound just had a their first number one single, and I'm happy to be a writer on that song. And so we were talking about, it's like, hey, you know, it's pretty fast, like from the time they kind of became the sound to the time they got a number one single. Like, what's one of the things that got you on their radar? And he's been around the business as a writer a while and been in different bands and stuff. And But he said they started doing every Tuesday night, doing a Facebook Live. Really? Him and the two boys. And that just helped grow their presence every Tuesday night and just gave people a chance to see it. And you have all this... You know, they live on, and so you have this rabbit hole you can go down. And one thing he said that the label liked about it that kind of set them apart a little bit is that Jacob and Levi are their sons. So Rob and Jacob both play guitar. Jacob's more of a lead guy, one of his sons, and then Levi's just killing it singing. And so they have the family harmony, and it's just they can do the whole—they can do the deal. Like, so wherever they are, two guitars, bam. Ready to go. So if they're on the road or whatever, they just do it where they are Tuesday nights. So they're consistent on the time. And somebody at Daywind had put out the word like, hey, you know, who are the best undrafted free agents? You know, who are some of the best people that we don't know about, that we should know about? And several people sent the sounds info, like mention them 
like people Rob doesn't even know, and people that are even outside like Southern Gospel, like just CCM people, and doing that every Tuesday night, we're just being findable. That whole interview, if y'all want to see it, is in the Songwriting Pro member area under the hang section, if y'all want to see that whole thing. but There you go. So these guys got a deal in large part because of this online presence that they decided to It was definitely a door opener so people could talk about them and be aware of them. They maybe hadn't been to a show, but like, these guys are good. And they are. They're, they're really good. And they showcased it consistently. There you go. So it helped them to get on the radar of the label. I love that. So there we have the kind of basics of the way that works. One other piece I would add into that is if you're doing more of a original show, pepper in some covers, pepper in a couple covers, because this is just something that's really, really important when you're a new artist and you're getting in front of new eyeballs, because you're going to give them something that is familiar to them in a live situation. By the way, we encourage our artists to do this on tour as well. Before COVID and post COVID, it will be the same thing. You throw or like a little medley of some sort, mm-hmm. like a little five minute medley or 10 minute medley that shows that's something that you can do. When Jacob Cade did that, he did like Stranglehold and Rocky Mountain Way or something. He was killing them already. And then in the middle of the set, he throws those covers in. It was a little mashup, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like a mashup. It was just kind of like he went from one song into the other song mm-hmm. and people freaked out man they're like yes i knew this guy was good and they just got confirmation because he (laughs) killed it with you know two songs that they know and that they love kind of a thing so that becomes really really important and if you're just mostly doing covers then you've already got that nailed down and you're going to get people that are excited about that and i love too when people take an original and then they'll do kind of like you know, swing into like a well-known cover and then swing back into the original that's something that anthony orio and the guys would do really well is that oh, yeah. you know, they'd start with like good problems or you know some song out of Anthony's catalog that maybe not everybody knew, and then they'd swing into some rock song or other country thing or whatever, and then swing back into it and come back home to home base, and it helps put everything over the top. Yeah. Once again, guys, back to cover songs. I can't pound on this enough because we just keep getting the same sort of responses where everybody's like, well, I don't want to be known as a cover artist and blah, blah. They think it's some sort of like a degradation. But the first Beatles record, all covers. First two Stones records, all covers, except for three songs on the second one. The first Led Zeppelin record, all covers. You know, you know, Carrie Underwood and Kelly Clarkson, Mm -hmm. Chris Young, Blake Shelton, Miranda Lambert. and Miranda Lambert, because they came into your awareness singing cover songs on mm-hmm. TV. And that was long before they were playing their original stuff and making that happen. So it's just a great way to make that connection, flex a little muscle where you're entertaining them with something they know and put your spin on it. Mm-hmm. I think when people say, I don't want to be known as a cover artist, you can just stop them after they say, I don't want to be known. Yeah. You say you just stop there. I don't want to be known. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Stop. You just keep going on with your bad self. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. they're going to figure it out at some point. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the other part about this, and I'm going to get to the final promotion piece, but the other part about this is all this live stuff that you do, like we've been doing this with the Mickeys, and they've been kind of really just shifted their whole summer show season to online is what they've done and they're building their audience there but they're constantly repurposing a song from a live show that they did and we shoot that out as like an ad Mm -hmm. you know as a piece of content that we're going to promote and push out there so you can multi-purpose this content in a lot of different ways 
to let people know. Like if there's one particular song that you just slate it and it just turned out really, really well, you've got that. You can download that video from Facebook or from Instagram, and then you can cut it up and use it again in music videos, like little, you know, quick shots to proper music videos. I mean, we did that with this video for Alora. I've got footage of her on tour. I've got footage of her in the studio with Michael Wagner. And then we shot some new footage and layered it over the top as a kind of thread, common thread that goes all the way through. But it all makes it sort of interesting. It's this social proof thing with this really good piece that it, it all kind of works. But we had all this other footage. And this stuff can be reused and multi-purposed as well. So another good thing to go on there. Then finally, I think, is how to promote it. The way that you promote it is this. In a professional situation, when you are on the train of digital and you are regularly promoting stuff, I would say don't boost because you're spending regular money now to get in front of new eyeballs and what you're not getting is any of the data back. And this is a generalization, but you're generally going to spend more money per ad and get lower reach because the targeting isn't as surgical as what you can get on the back end. But Mm. having said that, if you haven't ever done this before and you're just trying to play around with digital marketing to promote a show then you know what? Boost is a really good way to go just to get your feet wet. You know, hopefully you have a win. You do it the right way. And the story we told a couple episodes ago about Reagan and Gordon from William's Honor, mm-hmm. where they had another band that was beating them out. She's very competitive. And she's like, we have twice the audience that they have, but they're getting twice the amount of views on their live shows on Facebook than we are. Why is that? I'm like, they're advertising. And she thought it was kind of cheating and beneath her. But when I reframed it for her, she got it. Mm -hmm. And she tried a boost. She spent 60 bucks on the boost. And, you know, I consulted with her and helped her just sort of make sure she did it right. The next week, they went from 4,500 views to 14,500 views. You know, it was way more. And so now she's had a good experience with it, right? So she tried it. She had some sort of like internal, maybe moral or ethical type of grappling with it that way, Mm -hmm. which was unfounded. Like I understood why, but she's not seeing the real picture and what happens. And when I was sort of able to explain this to her, she came around, but then she had a good experience and she was like, oh, okay, I get it. So, you know, if you got to boost it first, God bless, boost it first. And then if that gets you going enough to where you're like, okay, I understand that we have to do this on the regular now, then by all means, you better be moving into the back end on the ads manager platform than the boost platform so that you're getting all that return on your investment with data, Mm -hmm. right? That's really all I have to say about that, guys. Once again, good opportunity to get your video content out there and not feel judged or feel self-conscious about the look of it because when you've got Jimmy Fallon and American Idol and all these big, big stars that are normally in real super pro Hollywood studios or New York studios doing their thing and now they're doing it from home under their house light with a iPhone, mm-hmm. you can compete now all of a sudden. You can compete and get this going and make it look really good. So have some fun with that. Be consistent. And your audience will grow as long as you're mixing up the soup the right way. If you want a little one-on-one consulting with this, 
reach out to info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. And we will be happy to find out what you got going on and give you a custom strategy to make that happen. Puts consulting in the subject line and we'll put a time on the books. And if you haven't done so already, please, there's a free informational PDF just speaks to marketing and getting your mindset straight about what you need to think about in digital compared to the way that you were marketed to on broadcast. It's a big difference. It's called 21 Biggest Reasons You Don't Have More Fans and How to Fix It. It's absolutely free. Just go to giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com, and tell us where to send it. You can get that download, and it'll get you on board with just starting to think about things the right way. That said, guys, hey, this podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.